Be confident. Be bold. Be authentic. But don't forget to take action. This is Ordinary to Badass, where our stories empower women to step into the spotlight of their own lives and pursue what they're truly passionate about. It's time to step into the arena and become more than just extraordinary. It's time to become a badass with your host, Marie Sonneman. Welcome to Ordinary to Badass, episode number 200. I am so stinking excited to be here talking to you today at episode 200. That blows my mind. How are we at episode 200 already? I don't know. I've enjoyed this journey. It's been so much fun. So today we are going to talk about defining moments and I'm going to share little clips from episodes from the past so we can go back to some defining moments for some of our guests. And yeah, I think that it's going to be really impactful and I can't wait to get into it. Okay, before we get there, before we get to all the crazy impactful moments and turning points, I, or defining moments, I want to take a second and talk about my new book, From Broke to Badass. It is coming out relatively quickly, April 25th, but you can get it on Amazon today on pre-sale for, um, yeah, just going to Amazon from broke to badass. I am so stinking excited and there are bonuses. So get the book soon so that you can get the bonuses. It'll probably last for like the first week or so of the launch. I want you to get your book. It's going to be so exciting and there's so many good things. In case you don't know, I paid off $106,000 in debt in just under two years. And if you're in debt or struggling with your finances, I want to be able to help you do the same. It is totally possible. Even if you just want to learn how to create a budget, this book is totally for you. I know that it's going to help. We are amidst a pandemic. Hopefully it's winding down, but this situation has definitely made it more real than ever that having money in your savings is so important. So I would love for you to go check out From Broke to Badass now. Grab it on Amazon. You can grab the ebook pretty soon. The paperback will be available. So act now before the prices can go up. And while you'll still get the bonuses, 2022 is totally your time to get out of debt or get your finances in order. All right. With that, let's get to the show. Welcome to Ordinary to Badass. Whether you're ordinary or badass, I am so glad you're here. Today, I am going to share defining moments. Recently, I was talking to a friend and I love that she listens to the Ordinary to Badass podcast, but she said, you know what keeps sticking in my mind? Defining moments. These defining moments that the guests on your podcast keep experiencing and she felt like she was going through a defining moment of her own and through inspiration of the podcast and hearing the guest stories and what they did from their defining moment, it inspired her to do something that she wanted to do. 
where before she might not have had the courage. Now, I'm not taking the credit here. It's definitely the ordinary to badass guests that have been so amazing and have been on here. And you know what? My friend is pretty badass herself. So kudos to her for taking action and for standing up for herself. So I thought, what better thing to do than to have an episode full of defining moments? So we're going to go back to some different guests and talk about what their defining moment was. What was something hard that they went through in their life that led to change the trajectory of their life? Change is not easy. Sometimes we go willingly. Sometimes we fight it every single step of the way. But change really leads to these defining moments. So let's dig in. First, you're going to hear from Coach Nan or Nancy Feinstein. And Coach Nan was on episode number 75 of the Ordinary to Badass podcast. And she waited to be a fitness coach because she let her age stop her. So here's what Coach Nan had to say. Well, right then at that point, I really wish that I, that I didn't give up on my dream to be where I am right now because I would have been there so much sooner. But um, as we had mentioned earlier, you know, I use that age as a factor, even though at the point, <laughs> I remember I was 20 years younger than I am right now. And I'm like, who is going to want me? Right. Like thinking that that this wasn't going to happen. And I waited and waited and, and, you know, things like worked out obviously, but 10 years before I like, you know, took that jump. And again, I asked myself the same question. And I just one day, like random one day was just, I'm going to apply thinking to myself as a 40 year old woman, you know, which boutique fitness studio, and I work in a boutique fitness studio, right? At which who's going to hire me. Right. But again, it goes back to who wouldn't like with your experience, like and your knowledge and, and um, you know, all that good stuff, who wouldn't want you. And right then I just really wish that I didn't give up on that thought and dream 20 years ago. So you were working in finance and mm-hmm. just struggling with it and kind of feeling like imposter syndrome a little bit. Like hated it. No, Uh you know what? It 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 wasn't even for me like imposter syndrome. And I'm glad you brought that up because that's what was holding me back from taking the jump into a new industry, right? So I'm like, who am I? Like, why do I have this qualifications? How am I the expert in this field? And you know, it didn't matter like what kind of certifications I had or how many people on the side I had trained to run or how many things I had run myself. It didn't matter. I felt like. I was like the desk job jockey and that was my job. And that, and that was like my, my lane. And it really was not. What was the turning point for you? That's it. You want to know what's so funny? It was just one day. It was, you know, do you believe in fate? I showed up to a studio and one of the instructors just said, Hey, you want to know what? Like they're doing auditions now normally. And I say the word audition right now. And I like want to throw up. I feel it in my (laughs) mouth because (laughs) I have really bad stage fright uh-huh. and anxiety um, and with public speaking, which is very strange considering my roles, right? So I'm constantly right. challenging myself. But um, I was like an audition. I had absolutely no idea what this was going to entail. And it's really a good thing because I never would have done it. But <laughs> the same day I, I called, I made an appointment. And um, I got to tell you, I, I don't really know if I would do that again. 
I know that I could do it. Right. <laughs> okay. You just got done hearing from Coach Nan. I love what she had to say. She did it anyway. She got an audition and she did it even though she was terrified of public speaking. You can do hard things. Even if they make you feel sick to your stomach or make you feel like you're going to throw up. You can do them. And you know what? Coach Nance had how many speaking engagements since then? Or how many coaching times where she coached in front of people? And yet here she is. She is still showing up even when she gets that same feeling in her throat or same feeling in her chest. So badasses, take note, keep showing up. Next, you're going to hear from Sherry Lowe, who paid off $127,000 worth of debt. So here you're going to hear about her defining moment and what encouraged her or empowered her to take control of her finances. Yeah. So here's the thing is so funny to me. It's that, I guess, funny now, not funny then, um, was that really a lot of times people ask me, you know, what did you, what do you have to show for it? And what kind of debt was it? And, um, I did an interview years ago with Red Book Magazine and the author of the article really wanted this outlandish story. I think she wanted, you know, we went to Europe and put it all on a charge card or I bought boots in every color, you know, and I'm like, nope, we bought tires. This <laughs> is what we bought, you know, like groceries, like it wasn't anything exciting. And um, when Brian came to me and he pitched this idea of us getting out of consumer debt, I was actually the one, I think like most women who was handling the personal finances within the home. So I was making sure that all the bills were paid and that we had groceries and that the girls had shoes, you know, just those major day-to-day -day operations. And I had never stopped to contemplate the totality of our debt. I knew we owed this much over here and this much over there, and we were making the minimums. Um, I also didn't realize how close to the edge we were teetering at the time. And I think that was a little terrifying to see that big number like, oh crap, if one of us loses a job or if someone gets sick or there's an injury, um, we really would have been uh, in a world of hurt. So I'm thankful that, that uh, we kind of caught our attention at that point in time and we decided to course correct and move on from there. But I think in Slaying the Dead Dragon, I open with the idea that being in debt is a lot like being in the dark. And it's scary and overwhelming mm -hmm. and you feel alone. And I was convinced when we first started out on this journey that we were the only dummies out there that had ever racked up this much debt, you know, and that's simply not true. The national right. averages tell us that, but, um, I just really, uh, you know, I felt like an idiot in some ways because I had not been paying attention and I considered myself to be a pretty smart person. Take it from Sherry. You can be a smart person, but still not know how to handle your finances. Don't make it about you or how smart you are or how stupid you are. No. Finances are one of those things that we just aren't taught in childhood. And even if it's something other than finances, I guarantee you, you are a badass. You just have to learn how to do it. You're learning. Why is it okay to learn as a kid, but it's not okay to learn as an adult? keep learning, keep growing, and let's get over calling ourselves names just because we don't know how to do something. Next, you're going to hear from Marlene Bjornsrud, 
from episode number 159 of the Ordinary to Badass podcast, Marlene shares what it was like to be the only female in the room in an Olympics committee and what she learned from that experience. Years and years and years ago, when I first started in college athletics, um, I was often the only female in the room in a decision-making way. Uh, the, I was in the sports realm in college athletics. The NCAA, which is the national governing body of college sport, had determined that every institution had to have one woman uh, called the senior woman administrator who would oversee and somewhat stand as a guardian for women so that there would be at least a move towards equitable treatment. Uh, so I got to be that first woman to, to go into meetings with all male athletic directors um, and listen and consider and voice what I felt uh, represented women and girls. Um, I made a mistake, which was really interesting early on because after, after one of the all-day meetings, we were in a different city from, from where I live. And after the meetings, all the guys broke out bottles of wine and cigars. And it was just that time to sit around and smoke cigars and drink wine. And um, I wasn't a pro at either. But my, my thought, since this was my first go-around and I was very young, I thought, okay, you just do what they do. Um, and I don't know if it was the wine or the cigars, but I got so sick that I had to leave the room and could hardly pull myself out of bed for meetings the next day. So what I learned, and I think this is important, what I learned is you don't have to be like them. You don't have to behave like them. You don't even have to think like they do, and they and them meaning males in college athletics, you do have to be exactly who you are. You need to be authentic. You need to keep hanging on to who you are and use your voice. And, um, and I think I learned a hard lesson, but a really important lesson really early on to be myself and that that's where my power would come from. Oh, to be yours, listen to Marlene, you only have one life. You might as well be you. Use your authentic voice. Say the things that are true for you. You don't have to go out and drink with the boys or smoke cigars with the boys. You do you. Also, realize that that moment was probably really stinking hard for Marlene, right? She probably beat herself up like, oh, I'm so stupid. I did this. I shouldn't have done this. Blah, blah, blah. Well, Guess what? It ended up being a major turning point for her because she then started to make decisions that were true to who she was. She didn't try to keep up with what the men were doing or what other people were doing. It reminded her, okay, wait, this is who I am. This is what I want. So she did things that were true to her. Next, you're going to hear from Francesca Alejandra from episode 150 of the Ordinary to Badass podcast. And she talks about her experience moving from Chile to the to the United States without knowing anybody. Yeah, so it was, 
I wanted to do it. I was thinking and about it for like at least one year, year and a half. And I was trying to get my physical therapist license here, but then I also knew that I hated my career. So I'm like, okay, what's the point? I'm going to go from, you know, it's like, I'm going to change locations, but I'm going to still doing something I hate. So what's the point? Um, and then the process, it was just getting so slow and I was feeling very frustrated. And then my dad, one day, it was my birthday and he told me, okay, I got something for you. Take it or leave it. Um, I got you a plane ticket. And how about you go check it out, see if you even like it, and then make a decision. You know, you're doing all this work. You're trying to get this like license um, so bad. And then maybe you will hate it there. So how about you do it? And I was terrified. I'm like, no. And I literally thought 40 reasons why it was a horrible idea. And, but then in my heart, you know, in my heart, it felt expansive. It was like this, like that spark of light. And I'm like, I had to just choose my heart at that point. And I'm like, okay, worst thing can happen. It's like, I come back, I hate it and I come back and then whatever, then I can think of something else, you know? Um, and so I did it and I told my dad, I want the plane ticket and I want it for like two weeks from now because if if I think too much or too long, I'm not going to do it, you know? So that's pretty much how it was. It was like, something like that. And then I came for a few months and I, and I loved it. And I'm like, yeah, I, that's where I belong. And so then I went back and then I did all the things to move, um, you know, definitely to, to the U S and I, it's been the best decision I have made in my entire life. It changed my entire life. Yeah. So what country did you move from? Um, and how long have you been in the U.S. now? So I moved from Chile, South America, and I've been here for seven years. So yeah. I have I have to say, your dad, he's a badass. I love oh that God. he did that <laughs> because, I mean, that's so hard, especially to, you know, have your kid move across country. But he kind of put your needs ahead of uh, ahead of his own, it sounds like, because he could see how much you wanted it. Yeah. I mean, he was up until this point, I will, I always tell him like you, like it was you, you know, you give, you gave me that push, like, you know, like try it, boom, go. And then my mom, every time they fight, it's like, she's like, it's your soul that my, you know, my girl left. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, but yeah, it, it really, it changed my entire life. Like, everything I am, everything I have achieved and not only achieved in terms of like, you know, um, success, quote unquote, because I don't consider myself successful or anything, you know, I'm, I'm still in a path of, you know, growing and healing and doing all these things, but it definitely changed my life and who I am. It's like, I'm a different person and all the healing that I got, um, for my eating disorders, that was one thing. And then also finding within myself that 
I don't know, like that badassing <laughs> sort of uh, side of me, you know, that was always in there, but like seeing myself and knowing that I am capable of things that I wasn't, that I never thought I would be capable of, you know, like moving by myself, not knowing anybody, like building a life of my own. And it's been incredible. Yes, it sounds both terrifying and like absolutely thrilling. (laughs) (laughs) That's kind of how it was. Yeah, Yeah. for sure. (laughs) So what did you do once you got here to like meet new people? I know that can be hard, (laughs) like stepping out of your comfort zone and meeting new people. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I remember when I first got here, I was in this hotel room and of course I didn't pack that much. So I remember being in bed and I got something um yeah I called the uh, restaurant whatever in the same hotel got food from uh room service and then I remember I panicked for like (laughs) for like 10 minutes I looked at my um yeah all my clothes and stuff and I'm like what did I do like what (laughs) you know what am I gonna do like I'm all by myself it's terrifying but then I I don't know. I remember I closed my eyes. I meditated for like 10, 15 minutes and then I calmed down and I never felt terrified again. It was weird. It was just like this, I trusted it so much and I could feel that I was doing the right thing. And life showed me that too, because it was so easy to get to know people and get my life going, finding a place to live and then working and then just finding the right people and new friends and pretty much family people that I will call my family now so yeah I feel like life kind of like showed me wasn't Alejandra so badass I love how she had the courage to just get up and move even though it terrified her and I really love that her dad helped her make that move no matter how hard it was for him so what are you doing to follow your intuition, to listen to your gut and make these hard decisions that, you know what, they might be hard, but they define your life. They change the trajectory trajectory of your life forever. Next, you'll hear from Allie Bollinger from episode number 90 of the Ordinary to Badass podcast. Allie shares her journey with orthorexia and how dance helped her have a healthier relationship with food. So listen to what Allie has to say. Um, you know, I think that the comparison was a big thing that fueled a lot of it. Um, but also with that comparison, uh, I, I just taking time to reflect on like my orthorexia journey and all of that, I really think it came down to this big concept of worrying about the future and trying to control the future. Um, You know, it all started from me trying to be the best dancer I could be so that I could graduate and get a career in dance. And, you know, that's great to have these big goals and like work towards your goals, but it obviously can become unhealthy um, as seen through my journey. And, that is what I was missing when I was seeing those nutritionists and those therapists was that my 
control around food and my obsession with food and exercise and that restriction was all fueled by this need to control the future. And I think now I have, now that I've realized that I am constantly working on this, just letting go of that future while, while working towards your dreams and goals, but letting go and just trusting that you are doing your best and keeping that balance of that work and rest um, and just knowing that whatever is on your path and part of your journey is just making you stronger and preparing you for that future that is meant to be. Oh, to beers, how can you let go of control? How can you let go of all of the things that you want to make sure happen for your future? Like if they don't go the act, the exact way that you think they should go, then you just go with the flow or you adjust and adapt as it happens. Control is something that comes second nature to many of us, but just adapting and going with the flow, that's the thing to work on. All right. Lastly, you're going to hear from Shana Francesca, episode number 191. It was a series of events. There was a deeply profound trauma that occurred in my life when I was 15 and it led to a lot of really difficult questions and the question I kept asking myself is like do I have to be who my parents keep telling me I should be or and failing at it miserably right like trying to be normal I was failing I was terrible I'm first of all I'm six foot one I know that like people listening can't see that <laughs> and you can't necessarily see it on a on a recording either, but I'm six foot one. So I was born to stand out. Right. And I kept trying to fit myself into this normal box. So I think at 15 questioning everything I was being told by not just my parents, but everyone around them, it flipped this switch in my head. And I started reading voraciously and I started writing poetry so I could find my own voice. And I started really diving into dance in a way that helped me to like move through trauma because I danced from the time I was like 18 months old. And I started finding all these ways to use my voice or to find my voice. Right. And then it took me another (laughs) 18 years. I was 32 when I started my business. So between 15 and 32, I'm not good at math. (laughs) on the fly in my head at the moment. Um, But it took me a number of years to be able to to recognize that I was never going to like fit what other people wanted. So I think between 30 and 32, there was this another like, there was a renaissance, right? Like at 15, there was this trauma. And then at 30, you know, at about 30, I'd worked through all these traumas to a place that I was like, no, I am a badass and I got this. And it took me another two years to be able to like actually form my business and then another two to leave my full-time job. But all along the way, I think each time you choose yourself, each time you choose your authentic self, you find this level of badass you didn't know existed, right? Like you find yourself and by doing so, I, I really think that's what badassery is. It's tapping into our authentic self, the person we were created to be. And when we tap into our authentic self, we find our purpose and when all these things align, then we're like, oh, okay, great. Now I know I'm powerful, right? Because I'm not trying to be everyone else. I'm just trying to be the best me. Ooh, now I know I'm powerful. 
because I'm not trying to be everyone else. I'm just trying to be the best me. I loved that quote. I thought it was so, like, so impactful. So, oh, to beers, you were getting a master class on defining moments. Life is not easy. There are a bunch of hardships along the way, but follow your gut. Follow your intuition. That is going to help you move out of these defining moments and move to a place that's in alignment with who you are. With that, we'll end our show. To all the badass women out there staying in the arena, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, own it and get after it. Now that you've listened to this episode of Ordinary to Badass, we want to hear from you. Go to our website, ordinarytobadass.com slash podcast and submit your own experience on how you took your life from ordinary to badass and get the chance to be on a future spotlight episode of the show. That's ordinarytobadass.com forward slash podcast. While you're waiting for the next episode of the show, wipe off the sweat, dust off the dirt, and get back in the arena.